And when they think about analytics, you know, and they think about BI, we want them to also start thinking about simulating and forecasting and correlations and classification because everyone is going to need BI. The bread and butter is not changing anytime soon, but let's start allowing people to do more. And that's a big part of what we're doing. Welcome to Limitless BI. This is the show where we interview real-world, innovative business leaders who are seeing beyond the data to produce tangible results in their organizations using business intelligence. With your host, founder and CEO of Infosol, Paul Grill. Okay, welcome to our next Limitless BI episode here. We're very excited today to, uh, to have with us uh, Kate Wright, who is the VP and head of Augmented BI for SAP, one of the largest uh, software companies uh, in the world, a company that uh, also owns one of the most popular BI suites in the world as well. Um, So, Kate, welcome. Tell us a little bit about your background in, in business intelligence and some of the highlights you've experienced in your career. Sure. Thanks for having me, Paul. I want to first say that I hope it's not just one of the most popular, but I hope it's also your personal favorite, Paul. I mean, you know, we've connected a little bit on this. Um, the business objects platform is uh, is obviously my one of my favorite uh, BI tools out there in the market. And part of that's because I've been part of the business objects family for so long. So I began my career with business objects 15 years ago now, um, actually as a developer on Crystal Rep- So I've touched almost every BI product that any listener out there familiar with SAP's business intelligence portfolio is uh, is aware of. So Crystal Reports, Business Objects, Web Intelligence, obviously, Excelsius, a little bit on the Explorer side, a little bit on the Live Office side. And I've also spent a lot of my career in the cloud space. And so Early on, we started looking at SAP and at Business Objects at the time on this new uh, software as a service opportunity. And so I was part of some early ideas and early projects around that. So information on demand is one of my favorites where we were looking at how we can take really good data assets and give them to people in smaller chunks. Business intelligence uh, on demand from Business Objects and SAP and Lumira and Lumira On Demand. So most of my career has been spent on business intelligence, and the last few years I've been focusing on SAP Analytics Cloud. Excellent, excellent. Yes, and and yes, of course, business objects is my all-time favorite as far as <laughs> as far as a, B, a BI suite is uh, is concerned. And yes, my, my career goes a long way back uh, there too. So, I mean, first question right off the bat, because you know it's it's the elephant in the room. You know, COVID nineteen pandemic going on right now has affected everyone, every business on a, on a global level. I mean, how? are you personally and how is SAP coping with the situation and and what kind of changes do you see being made here to adapt? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's such an interesting topic and I know we've talked about it before because it's so evolving, right? Um, I'm sure that when, by the time this, this podcast comes out, things will have changed even more. It's a, it's a subject that is ever present in all of our minds. You know, from an SAP perspective, uh, one of the things that makes me really happy about about how the company has handled it is that, you know, the focus and the dialogue internally has all been about helping our customers be successful because we know that the long-term relationship with our customers is going to be what matters for the business in the long run. And 
and where you know we are a big company we have a lot of products which means that you know we we are you know doing quite well personally you know from that perspective and so that means that we can spend spend the time really ensuring that our customers are also um, doing well and of course analytics and information becomes really important to any business at the time when things are unexpected, when things are not going as, as they want it to be, or even, you know, we're seeing some industries absolutely booming. And at this point, everyone wants analytics. So one of the things that we actually did internally is we set up a, a task force across, you know, just, just within the analytics space, it's at SAP, uh, across a bunch of our different divisions where we were working specifically with customers who were on the, you know, let's say the front of the issue, um, hospitals, governments, uh, who were, were using our analytics software to be able to actually triage, troubleshoot, and help people. And so we made sure we, you know, we were kind of giving them a, a, a different approach to ensuring that they had success, right? So we, you know, we created dashboards for some customers, you know, we were giving them hotlines and making sure all the software came together. It's something I think everyone can feel personally. And um, I know that I recently had an all hands meeting with my development team. And it was one of the things that I was really proud to be able to share with them is how the work that they do every day is actually helping some of these situations. So Parkland Health, one of our customers has been talking about it a lot, how they are using, you know, dashboards to be able to have, you know, daily stand-up meetings on the bed capacity, the PPE capacity, you know, the COVID patients, the non-COVID patients. And, you know, all of us want to feel like we can do something. Right. So that's that's the approach SAP has taken. And uh, I'm also lucky that we are, you know, working in the kind of industry where we can be flexible. So personally, I've gone from traveling two weeks a month to barely walking around the block. It feels like sometimes. And uh, and while that's been wonderful for for the family, um, it's also created some interesting challenges as a global company and building software in such a global way. So it's been really interesting to find out and figure out how to connect with people throughout this period. And most of the offices are still primarily, you know, work from home. And that's what SAP is encouraging all the employees to do and not to travel as much as possible. So, you know, we are continuing that way. And um, I'm up in Vancouver, Canada. So right now, I don't foresee myself going into the office for quite some time still. So I, uh, it's, it's, it's been an interesting it's been an interesting year. Yeah, I mean, that must be such a dramatic change because like you, I, I travel a lot too and, and I know how, wow, how do we make those same connections and so forth, you know? And at the same time, yes, you, you do a lot more Zoom meetings, a lot more, you know, webinars, but I'm starting to see people getting Zoomed out. They, <laughs> <laughs> do you find that too? I mean, because you must be, you know, literally on, on webinars nine hours a day or something. You know, I, I do. And so there's a couple of things we've st- I've started doing, you know, because you used to connect with people in different ways. And now there's just this one way. Right. And I think that's why people are getting zoomed out. So later on today, um, I have a colleague that uh, we just have a regular checkpoint every month or so. And so we're doing a walk and talk. So he's, he's going to give me a call and we're both going to go for a walk in our neighborhood while we connect with each other. So it was last week. I, I used to, usually, like I say, I travel to work with my development teams and I love traveling. So I was quite disappointed a little bit. And so I instead at, I think it was scheduled for 10 p.m. my time, we did a 90 minute all hands with Shanghai. 
And one of the gentlemen who's also part of the team and one of the leaders was dialing in from Germany. So we had somebody at 7 a.m., you know, somebody at, at 10 p.m. and somebody at uh, and half the team were sort of in the middle of their day. And then I, you know, had another meeting at 6 a.m. So I'm trying to simulate the jet lag as best as possible without actually moving. <laughs> um, and I think we're doing a pretty good job of that part, actually. So, you know, kind of trying to simulate those opportunities to connect with either people you wouldn't, so that you wouldn't see over Zoom or trying to uh, do something totally different. And if you have any other ideas, Paul, I am all ears. Yeah, no, I, I have to just sometimes turn everything off and do, you know, walk outside. However, you know, living in Arizona where we've had a, a heat wave of about 115 degrees Fahrenheit for the last two weeks, even that's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, get, getting back to analytics and SAP and, and, you know, SAP doesn't talk much these days about business intelligence specifically, but more about the intelligent enterprise augmented analytics. Could you elaborate further on, on SAP's vision for business intelligence? Sure. I do think it's worth kind of contextualizing for people a little bit, the, you know, those two words, because I know that if you are, if you have your head in BI, as, as we both do, you know, you might not necessarily be be following everything SAP is talking about. And the reason that SAP is focused on our message of the intelligent enterprise is because we believe, and I personally believe, that the future of enterprise applications has to be more intelligent than it is today. And it has to be the entire ecosystem of applications that are really needed in order to drive business processes and workflows and success have to all work together cohesively. And I believe that analytics, insight, and machine learning is going to be at the basis of all of that because the things that drive workflows and automated decision-making is all data, right? And so the interesting thing about the intelligent enterprise from SAP is that analytics is a, a real cornerstone, a foundation of it. And business intelligence is part of that overall analytics story that SAP is telling. And so while, you know, we might not talk about it as business intelligence as much, and my title even though I run the business intelligence unit is the augmented business intelligence unit. You know, it's all about, you know, today and tomorrow. And we're trying to really put the line in the sand, you know, and, and tell people where we're going. And that's part of it. Because I see augmented analytics as an evolution of business intelligence. Because we know people are always going to need to understand what happened and why it happened. But there is this huge opportunity to also help them see what could happen, you know, what's likely to happen, and what are the levers they can pull? And what is the hypothetical scenarios that will happen if they make some of those changes? And that is, you know, one of the interesting things about where, you know, business intelligence is, well, at least where we see it going. And of course, because SAP does so many things, sometimes we're missing that direct contact just about business intelligence, which is, of course, why I'm here talking to you right now, Paul, to make sure that we're, you know, we're still talking about business intelligence. Yeah. Okay. So the intelligent enterprise, to some degree, is is like embedding business intelligence as part of that intelligent enterprise. Is making it part of it. So the intelligent enterprise is about connecting all of the needs of an enterprise, you know, across all the different lines of business together, so that they work together cohesively. And of course, being able to steer that and get insight across the entire enterprise has to be driven through data and analytics. And so that's really where the business intelligence piece comes in. So, you know, you asked what our vision is specifically for business intelligence. And it is, a lot of it is bringing business intelligence to more people. And part of that SAP is doing through embedding. So we are embedding our SAP analytics cloud, which is a BI product, 
throughout all of the applications that SAP delivers in the cloud, but we're also trying to expand what people can do with business intelligence. And when they think about analytics, you know, and they think about BI, we want them to also start thinking about simulating and forecasting and correlations and classification because everyone is going to need BI. The bread, the bread and butter is not changing anytime soon, but let's start allowing people to do more. And that's a big part of what we're doing. And lastly, you know, data is everywhere. The intelligent enterprise from SAP, you know, every customer is running some different version of what's, what's in their landscape. And it is, you know, honestly, I think it's a bit of a mess. When I talk to customers, their data landscape, you know, even customers who have a really good data strategy, you know, it's a difficult beast to control because there are so many applications in diverse landscapes. Sometimes it's on-premise, sometimes it's in the cloud. And so a big part of our strategy is also to make sure that we're looking and acknowledging the data is everywhere and the applications are everywhere and analytics needs to ensure that we're running with that in mind and trying to meet our customers where their current data strategy is. You know, whether that be on-premise, whether that be in the cloud, whether that be with business objects, whether that be with SAP Analytics Cloud or a combination thereof. Right, which leads into the next question that, you know, SAP has pursued a very aggressive strategy over the last eight years. Um, for cloud, mainly through acquisitions, but also, you know, you've built now your own cloud-based analytics platform, as you talked about, the SAP Analytics Cloud. I mean, what was the reasoning behind that? And how does SAC fundamentally, you know, differentiate itself in an increasingly crowded BI landscape? I mean, there are so many BI solutions out there now. (laughs) Because the future is data. Everyone who wants a piece of the pie, right? The future is, is business intelligence. We made the very conscious decision to move to cloud and to re-engineer when we did that. Because our belief was, and mine still very much is, that there is an opportunity and a need to do things differently in order to both take advantage of the technology that now exists and trying to deal with cloud computing and the pure scale of data and the distribution of where that data is now but also you know, some of the new technologies, you know, machine learning and, and, and bring analytics together in new ways. And so we deliberately re-engineered our entire analytics strategy with SAP Analytics Cloud. And that is one of the ways that we differentiate on the market is that we are really looking at enterprise analytics and BI is part of that, but we also ensure that planning is part of that, enterprise-wide planning or self-service planning, as well as machine learning and predictive analytics. And by putting them all together in the same platform, it allows us to do really interesting things where, you know, from a workflow, from the person who is, you know, looking up what their current uh, sales pipeline looks like, you know, they can easily see whether they're going to hit their quota, yes or no, based on the forecast. And then they can simulate just how much they would need to do, which deals they need to close in order to get there. And so that's one of the things that we're doing to differentiate and to be able to offer to a customer, you know, a standard platform to bring all those things together you know, all those different workflows where typically a lot of the same people are participating, but having to go to different and disparate tools. Was that really the driving force behind building rather than acquiring since you acquired so many of the other cloud companies? But when it came to the analytics side, you you made a conscious decision to build. And was it because of being able to do that integration that you wanted to build that rather than go by Domo or someone like that? Absolutely. I, I also would say that, you know, because we are the engineers behind the business objects platform, you know, and we also have business 
process consolidation in the market. You know, we also have recently, recently acquired KXCN, I believe it was six years ago now. You know, we have a lot of the assets and a lot of the IP and a lot of the knowledge, right? You know, if you, if you look around my leadership team, you know, the number of years people have worked in BI, you know, long, outs, you know, will outstrip all of us, right? It's, it's, it's really impressive. And so we really believe that we can bring, you know, something different to the market and we can execute without necessarily having to acquire. And of course, this is, you know, many years, years ago now that we would have made that decision. And now we're really happy with where we are and seeing the, uh, the product grow. Yeah, well, you know, talking of the past like that, I mean, you, you've been involved in most aspects of business intelligence throughout your career from, as you mentioned at the beginning, from, you know, being a developer in the development team. And what do you feel have been the biggest changes that you've seen in, in BI, you know, both from as a discipline and as its usage out there in business today during that time? Well, I mean, certainly the obvious observation is, of course, the transition from, you know, platform only and IT centric to, you know, sort of more analyst and self-service and line of business that we've seen with with the emergence and the change there. But I, I think you're, all your listeners are so familiar with that that I, I don't think that's as interesting to comment on. One of the things I remember so distinctly, you know, one of those pivot moments in my career where I remember thinking, am I in the right space was maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago. I read this um, research report uh, around how people worked with data and we were doing it, you know, to better understand how to design the products to make people more successful with getting information, finding information, you know, with BI and the data basically came back and, you know, our target audience of course was an analyst, somebody outside of IT and basically the data said, people don't care. They just want to get it done as fast as possible. This is not really something that is interested to them. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, I'm in the wrong space. Why am I doing this? And that has changed. I genuinely think people have a much higher curiosity for information and data than 10 years ago. And I, I, we should probably rerun the study and, 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 and prove that. But, you know, when I have dialogues, you know, with a CFO or a CHRO, no matter what line of business you're in, the need for information and the need to really understand what you can change, how you can change it and have that transparency is top of their mind and they are genuinely curious and they are impatient for information, which, you know, and that, that patience has slowly been, I guess, getting eaten away over the, those same 10 years where they used to be able to wait for a report. Now they can't wait for that report. And I don't know if it was because of us all using Strava or because of the influx of people from university learning about data tools. I, I have no idea what it was and I'm thankful for it. But I think that for me has been, a real change is just sort of the demand for it and who's demanding it and more of a genuine interest than ever before, rather than just a, I need to get this number because my boss wants me to get this number and all, all I need is a number and I don't really care about any of the details and I don't care why, right? It, it, it does feel, feel different now. And I think that's just going to grow, honestly, especially with all the information we have. So what, what do you say to, to the perception that a lot of the business intelligence tools like business objects ended up in the domain of IT? And then along comes Click, Tableau, you know, later a bit of Power BI. And, and you know, Gartner gets behind them and, and says, you know, you know, the world is changing, right? We, we are now moving to true self-service. And, you know, BI is no longer the domain of IT. It has now moved to the business and we have passed that tipping point, et cetera. And yet, 
as Tableau has evolved, as Click evolved and so forth, they have ended up going back into IT again. And you mentioned about, you know, this whole augmented BI and, and artificial intelligence and and predictive and so forth, which is actually causing organizations to hire more programmers, more specialists who who have you know skills like you know R Studio and Python and, and and so forth, and actually, you know, if anything, it's becoming more IT, more technical. I mean, what do you say to that? I'm not sure. I agree that it's necessarily becoming more IT and more technical, but I definitely don't think it's going away. I don't want to disagree with Gartner, and I don't know what exact quote you're exposing there, Paul. Don't get me in trouble here, but I definitely think it's not an either-or game. And this is where, you know, for me, the the space that BI operates in within IT will always exist, right? It's unlikely you're going to have an analyst own and operate, you know, the central data repository for a company and the key executive dashboards and the mobile experiences that go out to hundreds and thousands of users, right? That's that standardization is required. And as those things get more sophisticated, then they are also getting powered by things like predictive and machine learning that require some of those specialists. I do think the analyst community is also something that is going to continue to exist. But we've also started to recognize some of the problems that that creates when there's hundreds of little data fiefdoms everywhere and somebody has to decide you know, who's right in the meeting when there are two different numbers. And then again, you know, IT is brought into the picture. So Usually when I'm involved with a customer, both stakeholders are involved. Somebody from the use case and line of business and obviously somebody from IT. And I think a lot of the decision making is coming from the business, but it's still a partnership. And then what I am seeing, you know, and this is why I would say, I don't know if it's getting more technical, is I do think that the analysts are also starting to be, I guess we're expanding that use case out to even simpler use cases now more and more because there is this demand and this curiosity by more executives or decision-making stakeholders who really want to get to information quickly and they want to do more than they've been able to do before, but they're never going to build an entire workbook and, you know, wrangle something or, or use the full capabilities of a self-service tool like SAP Analytics Cloud or one of my competitors. So I honestly just see, see the footprint expanding. And so, you know, Tableau and some of those, some of those guys, you know, started in self-service and are expanding towards IT. Our belief is definitely that the reporting use cases, the centralized IT use cases exist and are not going away. Same with self-service. And this is where I think there's a huge opportunity to expand as well in, in, you know, for even more people. But the advantage of having a platform that connects to all of those individuals and having a shared set of truth where the data exists is, um, is something I haven't seen much of yet. So I think that's you know, maybe we, we can talk about the semantic layer and the future of the semantic layer. But I do think some of these, you know, what used to be old is new again. Isn't that the phrase? Yes. Right. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. So again, dovetailing onto that then, I mean, where, where do you see BI heading in this decade? I mean, in the next five years, I mean, where do you think we're going to be as far as BI is concerned? Will it evolve? Will it just, you know, keep doing what it's it's doing and reinventing itself? I think it will evolve. I think the experiences that people will have access to that we categorize as business intelligence will expand. And that will also mean that the people that we consider our BI users are likely to expand as well. And that's what we are starting to see with some of the really interesting new experiences. You know, mobile apps were probably the, at the beginning of that, these sort of lightweight BI experiences, but also you're seeing it with 
you know, conversational or with very light kind of point and shoot analysis um, tools. And I really see BI coming to everybody. This is, you know, again, one of the reasons why SAP Analytics Cloud is embedded in all of our cloud applications, because we expect, you know, somebody who's working in success factors who, you know, who is an HR rep or a manager, you know, to be able to meet BI right in context of what they're doing, but also to have that same information be part of a senior steering, you know, visibility on the entire workforce of the company. And so I see BI coming to everybody. Well, everyone is probably an overstatement, but that's why I'm excited about it. Is I, you know, that that's that's where I get get excited to get up in the morning is the possibility of bringing data and information to millions of people. Right now, for the fun questions, if if you could have changed just one thing in SAP's business intelligence strategy in the last ten years, what would that have been? That's a hard question, and while hindsight is always twenty twenty. I don't see any any big challenges with our strategy. I, I do think that we, as SAP, could have done a better job with an open dialogue with our business intelligence community. And, you know, I think this is, you know, again, this is why I'm here talking to you, Paul, is, you know, in the last little while, we've really been trying to express our desire to get closer to our customers again in the business intelligence community. And, uh, and I think that's, really the only thing that can help us ensure that we do have the right strategy going forward as well. Because without our customers, you know, it's um, how will we know we're building the right thing? How will we ensure that we are supporting it as they need it to be? And uh, and so while I think our strategy to, you know, double down in cloud, invest heavy in augmented analytics, you know, bring those analytics domains together and continue to evolve the business intelligence platform, those have all been the right decisions. I just wish that we had done it with uh, a larger dialogue um, and a larger connection with some of our business objects um, customer community. Right. So, I mean, SAP Analytics Cloud has has been around now for 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 a few years. I mean, it's still exciting and there's a lot of new things being added to it. I mean, for you though, I mean, you obviously can see what's coming, you know, in the roadmap over the next few years as well. What do you think is going to be the most interesting new thing that augmented BI in SAC itself is, is is going to be bringing to the world in the next year or so? Oh, interesting. I mean, for me, it's it, I'm still at the stage where, you know, most of our success I see through the eyes of our customers. So every go live for me is a success. It's not a single roadmap item that, that gets me excited. But, you know, with, with 4.3 just releasing, I am definitely in the stage that I really want to see what the potential is for our business objects customers to be able to capitalize on some of those augmented analytics capabilities when paired together with SAP Analytics Cloud on their existing universes, their existing web intelligence documents. You know, I would love to see that grow and, you know, being able to bring some of those new technologies and really, you know, driving new use cases from, again, sort of what was an existing project that's ROI has returned on it many, many years before, right? I, I'm excited, excited to see, you know, people asking conversational questions, you know, when will I close my pipeline for this quarter, you know, directly on a universe, like I, I want to see a bunch of customers really be successful with those workflows. And so, you know, the roadmap is already completed. But, you know, the next year for me is really seeing customer adoption and making people successful with some of that opportunity. And we're going to be bringing more and more of our augmented analytics capabilities to 
you know, in conjunction to our business object space. So I'm excited to see some more of that. Some of the automated, you know, um, dashboard creation workflows and some of the intelligence and automated insights that really help speed up analysis and, and highlight information that you wouldn't have seen before. But it, for me, it's just the beginning of the journey and I, I, I want to see what customers do with it. So that's really what's exciting for me. Yeah, I mean, if I look at the landscape and the, you know, the people who are really pushing things out there and saying, this is next generation, this is new, you look at companies like ThoughtSpot, you know, who are claiming, oh, yeah, nobody's doing this. And yet everybody is, and everybody is evolving into that AI space. And everybody is is incorporating machine learning and incorporating predictive in a way they haven't, uh, they haven't done before. And cloud, of course, as you pointed out, is extremely important, you know, for that because it kind of takes off the limits that on-premise sometimes has, you know, in terms of the horsepower and the connectability and capabilities and uh, and so forth. We've got Microsoft out there with its Azure offering, and it's telling us that it's going to change the world. I mean, is SAP's message the same? Is is SAC going to help us change the world too? Yeah, I mean, we're we're going to make help businesses run better, right? I mean, we're you know we're even partnered with with the UN on some sustainability goals. You know, we're doing lots of things from an SAP perspective. You know, your audiences are are all the you know BI uh, advocates and nuts out there, like like the two of us, right? So the augmented analytics and you know all the things that are potential with machine learning that everyone is using because they want to change the world. What matters is whether it actually changes things day to day for people. Right. And that's why I get excited about adoption, because I get excited when it's actually solving problems. And, you know, some of the things I've seen, you know, today with, you know, we have one customer out of Belgium who's a real estate customer and they own all they own all this, you know, uh, commercial real estate like malls. And of course, you know, owning a mall right now and even six months ago was a challenging thing with with Amazon and, and all the online shopping. And so they were using SAP Analytics Cloud and the augmented analytics capabilities to bring together all their historical data and be able to do forecasts on when it was most likely that they would be able to add events and add different things to be able to bring people in. And so they were, you know, fueling it with all the data they had and actually making more intelligent decisions. And so those are the things that get me really excited and that will really matter when it comes with to who's changing the world. Because if everyone's bringing this technology out, what is this audience going to do about it? Because there's huge opportunities inside every company, inside every organization to capitalize on the problems with use cases. But I think so often we're spending all our time on the bread and butter that, you know, it's it takes too long to get to the exciting new stuff. And that can really drive value. So that is what is exciting for me. And, and uh, I want to help people do that. And um, I, I know the competitors want to help people do that, too. And SAP, of course, is, is doing it for the enterprise. Uh, we're doing it on massive scale. So if you want your business to be run properly, you know, come to SAP. Um, I highly encourage it. But I think really ask yourself for your audience with the BI, your BI audience is, you know, how can they realistically change how they think about their usage of BI and bring more value to their own customers? 
Well, absolutely. And I think that's a fantastic example about the company in Belgium, you know, looking at um, at the the shopping mall usage. I mean, obviously, the one thing that COVID-19 pandemic has has done for all of us is to open our eyes to the importance of data and the importance of business intelligence. And of course, as organizations need to pivot, as organizations need, you know, to make, you know, changes because we will get to the other side of this, business intelligence is absolutely essential, isn't it? I mean, to to, to make that happen. You know, I, I, I definitely agree. I'm very pleased to hear that uh, SAP's uh, doing great things out there and um, that there's a great future out there uh, as well. I can't thank you enough, Kate, for um, for talking with, a, with me today and uh, sharing, you know, your, your views and, and fantastic uh, ideas with, uh, with our audience. Thank you again. Always a pleasure, Paul. And uh, I think people can find me on LinkedIn and various channels if they're interested in connecting as well. I'm sure you'll, you'll make sure that's available. Absolutely, we will. So thank you very much. Thanks, Kate. Thanks for listening to this episode of Limitless BI. To read the full show notes, including any links mentioned during this conversation, head on over to limitlessbi.com. There you'll find all the different ways to subscribe to the show and resources that will help you and your business become more limitless. Tune in next episode for another conversation with a business leader who is using business intelligence to innovate in their company.